Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker. The protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Monday live in Los Angeles. It is the herd wherever you may be and however you may be watching. Thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. J-Mac, all things are good with the world. I respect Sacramento, but I think Golden State's better for basketball and our business to win. Because I think Lakers, Warriors is going to be, I don't think it's going to be an all-time series. I think Golden State's a better team. But I think it's going to be a lot of drama. Um, the draft was amazing. So Great much. sports weekend. It really was. Tremendous. Tremendous. I can't believe we get Curry-LeBron part five, I think this is. Feels like a finals matchup, doesn't it? 50 points in a game seven. 30, by the way, in a second half. Steph scored or assisted on 66 points. <laughs> that's like a dominant high school player does. What a legend. Yeah, oh, so after last year's finals MVP by Steph, and after yesterday's 50-point game, it's time to have an adult conversation. You are looking at not Magic Johnson, Steph Curry is the greatest point guard ever. It takes a few of these moments. Steph and Magic, neither were great defenders, but at 35, Steph has a long way to go, and Magic really retired at 31. The three-point shot is here and for the next 100 years of basketball, and I'm going to take that over Magic Johnson's innumerable assists. The game has changed. We used to think that cassettes in cars, you could listen to music on the move. And then they'd eventually unravel, right? Like they had a soft spot. It was the tape, actually. Now there's Wi-Fi, streaming, Bluetooth, there's satellite. The world changes. Steph has evolved and changed the game. 
He used to give you those, you know, every third or fourth game, he'd give you a little bit of a playoff clunker. You don't really get those now. He'll give you the legendary speech before the green that Draymond talked about that. You didn't get those before. He's always been selfless over selfish. But Golden State has holes in this roster, and he fills all of them. It is very much Jordan with the Heatles. He fills the holes. Part of being great is the ability to reduce other star players to insignificant. Michael Jordan used to do that. You'd watch him against Clyde Drexler, and it was like Drexler was just a guy. That's what Steph Curry did in the last couple of fourth quarters in Sacramento against De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was insignificant. Steph was that good. The passage of time, and we may not know it in the moment, but the passage of time changes the way we look at even great athletes. A Joe Namath or a Brett Favre are viewed as gunslingers. That feels outdated. They made too many bad throws, too many mistakes, harder to coach, did things their own way. Too many Bradys and Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers have made the quarterback position much more about greatness coupled with tremendous efficiency. Favre every decade is going to feel more and more like a relic. Magic Johnson was 6'8 and handled the ball. We'd never seen that, but now seven-footers handle the ball. That doesn't feel as historically relevant or jarring. This is a shooter's game, and it will be for the rest of time, and Steph is aging beautifully. Whether it's a decoy, his movement, his skills, his ball handling, I'm going to take those points over Magic's assists. Magic was never a great shooter. Neither is a great defender, but Curry at 35 looks like he's got four to five years left to dominate playoff series. And, you know, it's, it's, we've said this before. Russell Westbrook, when it became a shooter's league, over the course of four to five seasons, was a relic. He doesn't even feel like a good basketball player every other game. Steph Curry's tempo and pace and movement and skill and ball handling and shooting is one of one. And it takes a few of these 50-point game sevens and finals MVP to win arguments for the basketball fans, purists, or the masses. But I thought yesterday was a clincher. We are looking at the greatest point guard ever. He can beat you so many ways. Sacramento, one of the loudest arenas in the league, he silenced it. In back-to-back games in Sacramento, in the fourth quarter, he silenced that crowd. Here's Steve Kerr. We all take him for granted because he's brilliant night after night, and we've been watching this for 10 years. And we just, you know, you just have to remind yourself every once in a while, big picture, this is one of the great players in the history of the game. Um, but that's how I felt, um, you know, back when I, in my playing days, you know, with uh, Michael Jordan, you just, you'd see it night after night, so you just took it for granted. A remarkable performance. And I thought Clay Thompson after the game kind of summed it up. And you knew this with Jordan, but because Steph Curry has been so selfless in his career, come on, KD, come on over here and play. Hey, Clay, you take the shot. And that's always been his game. But Clay Thompson talked about when Steph really gets into the zone, you just sort of get out of the way. There's a reason he's a two time MVP, a finals MVP, is because. He uh, pushes us over the top in moments like this. And when he's in the zone like that, you try to just get him in his spots, get him the ball, get out the way. And uh, gosh, what an incredible performance. This is a game seven. I'll 
forever remember as the Steph Curry game. We've done 30 for 30s romanticizing Knicks and Pacers playoff games where they scored in the high 70s and low 80s. That's no longer the game. For the next 100 years on, this is a shooter's league. It's not about not liking magic. It's about loving Steph and how he fits the game of basketball for the last 10 years and on. That is the greatest point guard that has ever played the game for a variety of reasons. So the NFL draft, I, uh, I texted a, 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 a GM over the weekend about one of his six-round picks that I loved. <laughs> he, gave me a fi- he gave me a fist bump. He's like, you're into this stuff. Yes, there are millions of Americans that love the NFL draft, not just round one, but the final pick by the Rams, a defensive end in round seven. Um, it's hard to give out grades for the draft because the draft means different things for different teams. The Niners got a lot of heat because they took a kicker in one of the earlier rounds. But the Niners don't need another running back or a linebacker. It's a Super Bowl roster. What they can't do is shank a PAT to lose in the NFC Championship. So a kicker for them means something. You saw Philadelphia take Jalen Carter, defensive lineman, maybe the best player in the draft with red flags. But they have their star quarterback and veterans on the O-line and D-line, and their culture is set. So they can take big swings like that. Not everybody can. Texans, Arizona Cardinals, they have new coaches. They're creating cultures. They just need a bunch of guys. So they're not going to take a chance on a Jalen Carter. In fact, Texans' first couple of picks, high-character guys, productive from big programs. Those picks make sense. I thought three teams, Seattle, the Steelers, and the Packers, are very good teams. Not the Eagles or Niners roster, but very good teams. The Seahawks, the Packers, and the Steelers that drafted three or four players each that could start and be highly productive. So I thought Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay had very good drafts. I didn't like the Cowboys draft, the Cleveland Browns draft, or the Detroit Lions draft for a variety of reasons. But again, it's hard to grade. My rule on Monday after the draft is take your free agent signings, people already in the league, there's some certainty there, and your top three picks. I don't know what a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy is going to do. Fourth round guys are considered initial backups who could start. So if you take free agent signings, guys already in the league that should be productive, and your top three picks, I would say the Houston Texans, if C.J. Stroud can play, found themselves seven to eight starters and productive players. That is a very good offseason. Not to mention they hired a young, hot coach, defensive side of the football maybe, but many think he's going to be a rising star very quickly. So the Houston Texans, who went and got five or six, I told you I liked their free agent moves. They weren't splashy. They were fundamental, good tight end, starting guard, starting tight end, starting safety. I thought the Texans had a great free agency. They also got two of the top 10 players in C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. And if Stroud can play, my dark horse team to potentially double their wins this year will be the Houston Texans. I don't think they're great, but I don't think they'll be abysmal. I thought they went out and got Singletary, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, Shaq Mason, Jimmy Ward. Those are starters. Those are nice, productive NFL players. If their first four picks can play, I, I at least know the first three I think the Texans have seven to eight new starters, a really good young coach, and an incredibly wonky division where only Jacksonville were absolutely sure 
has the quarterback for the future. So that, to me, is a really good offseason. Take the free agency, your first three picks. How the hell do I know what a fifth-round linebacker is going to do? Nobody does, and everybody hands out grades today. And Steelers, Packers, and Seahawks, good teams who added starters in the draft, multiple starters, I thought also did well. All right, J-Mac, um, I will say this. Uh, people, you know, you and I, I, I think we root for bets, first of yeah. all, and we root for drama. But I do think there is something to be said about what, what's great about uh, chronicling sports or the history of sports, significant matchups. And I do think LeBron aging and Steph aging is, could potentially be one for the ages because LeBron will need to play great in every game. Steph will play at least really good in all the games. Mm. I don't think the Lakers match up terribly well with him. Right. I do think the Warriors match up better with LeBron, though they don't match up with AD. Your gut feeling on that series. Yeah, this kind of feels like the new Bird versus Magic. Remember Bird and Magic in the 80s? Except they're it's- old. Well, they only met three times, Bird and Magic in the finals. And now we're seeing LeBron and Curry meeting for a fifth time. You say they're old, but Steph Curry's 35 years old, and he is having as good of a season as he's ever had. He just had 50 in Game 7. Uh, I, I'm with you, though. I don't think this is a great matchup for the Lakers. Remember, Memphis was down their starting center, their backup center, and Luke Kennard, their best shooter, didn't play in Game 6. Memphis attacked the basket, which the Lakers just swatted shots. Curry and company are going to just rain threes, and I don't know if they can defend the perimeter. It's a tough matchup for the Lakers. By the way, you going to any of the games? I'd like to go to one game. Okay. I'll, I'll, put, in, I'll put in word. I'm, I'm making an effort to get to at least one. Yeah. Uh, Can't be wait. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. 
Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I've always felt with Steph Curry, I, last year before the finals, I was hearing this parade, this chorus of people saying, Steph's got to prove himself. He's got to win a finals like he did before KD arrived. But be that as it may, for some people, they have struggled with to define uh, Steph's greatness. He's not the classic alpha, confrontational like Bird, Kobe, uh, Michael Jordan. He doesn't physically overwhelm you like a Giannis or a LeBron. But basketball is a game of skill, ball handling, shooting, passing. In the third quarter, he had a beautiful left-handed pass to Jordan Poole. It was so, just this, he made it look so easy as he's got guys coming at him left and right, slices between two guys, gets it to Poole. That's a top three or four pass I've seen this year. And it really was part of the avalanche that buried and started to bury the Kings. His game flows. Take John Morant, who's like a firework show, a 44-inch vertical. He has to be spectacular on every basket. Steph's game is inclusive, the way he uses screens. He beats traps. It's an orchestra. Everybody's a chess piece. He keeps everybody completely active. You don't know where he's going, when he's going. You have to be constantly aware. Steph keeps everybody for the Warriors and the defense on their toes. John Morant doesn't. You stare and watch him play, and they're all spectacular. Steph scores 22 of his points tonight, and they look pedestrian. It's just part of an extension of his arm. But the team constantly has to be ready for his movement, not just his wizardry and his skill and his greatness. You don't know what's coming out of the bag. Steph is off the floor. The Warriors' offense doesn't look the same. A player like John Morant's off the floor, and they're more efficient. For most people, it's hard to define greatness if you don't keep it simple. Simple people need simple answers. But Steph's game is layered. It's complex. It's not a sentence. It's a chapter. Movement, shooting, skill, passing, chess pieces. Here's all you need to know to simplify as easy as I can the greatness. When John Morant was off the floor, the Grizzlies were more efficient. With the Kings... Steph on the floor, Warriors plus 58. Steph off the floor, Warriors minus 43. An over 100-point swing. This is Steve Kerr as a coach, the best rebounder in the game, the best defender in the game, maybe the best spot-up shooter in the game, a former number one pick, Andrew Wiggins. They don't even look the same or play the same. Forget winning and efficiency. They go into the tank. They don't even look the same without Steph Curry. Here he was after. We had a great talk yesterday and, and great film session. And, you know, there's, there's still nerves and anxiousness and, you know, anticipating a big, a big night. But when we get out there, our experience took over and felt pretty comfortable from, from the jump. So it was, uh, it was a great experience. Who can stop Steph Curry? Hopefully we'll never find out. Yeah, it, it is. When you get into these sports debates all time, there are a series of games that really matter. 
when we argue about Brady and Mahomes years later, we will look at the Super Bowl where Tom won when he was in Tampa. We'll look at that AFC matchup where it went to overtime. Tom gets the coin flip and wins. That's the stuff you debate about. But 50 points at 35 years old in Game 7 on the road, silencing one of the league's loudest buildings, rendering De'Aaron Fox as rotational and insignificant. That's all-time stuff. I mean, all-time on top of all-time stuff. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Lakers search of the Warriors starts Tuesday. Oh, very, very nice. So we deserve Steph and LeBron a few more times. We didn't get a lot of uh, Kobe and LeBron, right? We we didn't get those series, all-star games. So this will be fun. Um, A lot of people that I respect, respect, think the Lakers can beat the Warriors in six or seven games. I do not. I think it could be a five-game series for the Warriors, potentially. So the number one reason is the Lakers don't shoot the ball particularly well. They're the third worst three-point shooting team in the playoffs. They have one way to win. Get it down to AD, and he's dropping 38. If AD isn't spectacular, they have no chance to win this series. They don't have a lot of people that do things at a really high level. Uh, LeBron is really, really good when he can give you 33 minutes, fresh minutes. I don't doubt that. But there are times he looks tired. Even in his good games, he'll give you a half or spurts. AD should have a monster series. That I don't deny. But the second reason I like the Warriors, they have so many players who are great at things. Steph is a great shooter. Clay is a great spot-up shooter. Peyton and Draymond is great defenders. Looney as a great rebounder. Uh, Clay Thompson is the best catch-and-shoot guy in the league. They have five or six players. They also have a coaching advantage. Steve Kerr worked Mike Brown in Game 7. Huge coaching advantage. Steve Kerr, we do this every time. We forget about Spolster in Miami and Steve Kerr. They're worth a game in the series. So just give one of the games to Golden State because of coaching. Depth of scores. Los Angeles is a very low-ceiling offense where they're going to have to get consistent production, major production from AD, who is known to have off nights, uh, get hurt, hit the floor, take a rest. Also, LeBron played 37 minutes against the Grizzlies, but had some really bad halves. He only averaged, he was very special, very rarely in the series. Whereas Looney was great and can give you 40 minutes. Draymond can give you 40 minutes. Steph can get you close to 40 minutes, and they're special when they're on the floor. LeBron at this point has special moments, but very few special games. Memphis was also a perfect matchup for the Lakers. They had no playoff experience, and they were really wildly immature. The Warriors have a ton of playoff experience and are super mature. So the advantages the Lakers had over Memphis, which is poking them in the ribs and getting them worked up and not falling for their chatty nonsense, the Warriors have more playoff experience a reservoir of experience and maturity so they could work the Lakers. Uh, I just don't see a lot of Lakers that do things at a spectacular level outside of Anthony Davis's defense, which is as good as anybody in the league. Here is Draymond on facing the Lakers. I was talking on my podcast the other day uh, after game five, I think it was. Uh, just like that feeling that you get playing in these type of environments like that it, it can't be replicated it's like like 
it's goosebumps, man. Like you, you. This is what you prepare for for these moments. And this series against the Lakers is going to be epic. You got Steph, you got Bron doing it all over again. We've never played against the Lakers in a playoff series. We get to experience that. Stop trying to turn the page on us so fast. Stop trying to turn the page on Bron so fast. We get so caught up in what's the next thing that we don't appreciate the the current. Uh, it, it is really. The Warriors have something going for them. Whereas the Bulls, guys got old fast. I mean, even Michael Jordan, uh, kind of his relentless lifestyle, the cigars, the late nights, the wine. Uh, I mean, Michael, you know, he aged kind of fast. He also played several years of college basketball. Uh, Dennis Rodman, the partying, aged fast. Um, you know, uh, I, I always felt at their best, that was the best basketball team I've ever seen. Certainly an argument to be made. The Phil Jackson, twice, three-time winning Bulls, the best basketball team ever. I, I, I think that's a very reasonable argument. I think the Shaq-Kobe Lakers were all-time special. But I, I think the thing about the Warriors is that the advantage they have in the all-time greatness list is because of their, their stars are aging very well because they have so many shooters. So Steph is aging well. I mean, Clay Thompson doesn't need to be a great athlete. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has always been a cardio monster, impeccable shape. Draymond's game is based on physicality and nuance uh, and intelligence. Those things age well. If you look at the Warriors and, and you said, what are their two greatest things? I would say shooting and intelligence. Those both age really slowly and very well. And so we, we keep wanting to bury this team. It's not a perfect team. They don't get a lot of points at all from their center position. But what they, you know, that's why they brought at one point like Bogut in. They just don't get a lot of scoring. But Looney now has become the best rebounder in the entire sport. Draymond's the best defender. They may have the best coach. They have the best shooters. They have the best point guard. I think they're better than we think. To go into Sacramento twice, their last two games, and literally dominate the second half. Nobody did that on the Kings all season. Uh, it's like, honey, I shrunk the Kings. It's literally they just evaporated at home on their floor. And um, I, 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 to me, it's Michael Jordan's Bulls and Steph's Warriors. There's been a bunch of really good Laker teams, but they didn't defend like the Bulls and they can't score like the Warriors. I think we're looking uh, at the two greatest teams ever, Michaels and Steph's. And again, Magic's Lakers were great. I'm not disputing it, but they went back and forth a lot with the Celtics. They lost a lot, and the Shaq and Kobe team was great for about three years, but you had, I mean, Phil Jackson was a chess master balancing the egos. They also didn't have their role players weren't as special, I don't believe, as the Warriors. Uh, I, when I, I don't think the Lakers are going to be well-served here. I just don't think, outside of Anthony Davis, they don't consistently get elevated great play out of players consistently. Rui can have, D'Angelo Russell can have uh, a good shooting night, but they'd follow it with back-to-back -back bad shooting nights. Malik Beasley's vanished. Austin Reeves is an undrafted player. I think he'll shrink in this series. I think the further you go in the playoffs, the more um, you see Austin Reeves as a fairly low-ceiling limited player, but a nice number four or five starter. But I think when you get to the playoffs, it's amazing how everybody looks great, De'Aaron Fox, you got a little hand issue, all of a sudden kind of shrinks. You know, Malik Monk in game one, he's an all-star, and he had some nice games. But the longer you go in the playoffs, it, it becomes about Jimmy Butler, 
Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, the stars in every round rise. And I think the Lakers have a lot of B guys who are going to shrink in big spots in this series. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point that Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, every Monday at this time, Colin right, Colin wrong, plenty of both. Here we go. Where Colin was right. I thought the Warriors' experience would be the difference and why they would beat Sacramento. They would eventually win a road game. Sure enough, Sacramento, second half of Game 7 folded, 64-42. to 42. Uh, They just shrunk. There's no way around it. 
They were outplayed at home in the fourth quarter of the last two games in Sacramento. I really like the Kings. I think they're about a wing player away. Uh, There's so many elements I like. They remind me of the young Warriors, the baby Warriors a little bit with the low-key Harrison Barnes and the defender in Sabonis, the tough guy, Davian Mitchell, then the star in De'Aaron Fox, but the series went the way I thought it would. Where Colin was wrong. I've always been a little bit of a pushback guy on Anthony Davis. I think he's soft, doesn't play through pain, inconsistent, but he was a monster against Memphis. He gave you 36 minutes. Four blocks per game, unbelievable rim protector. He had a really great last 20 games for the Lakers. He has been what everybody thought he would be. On the floor, a lot of minutes, rim protector, go-to offensive guy, and I suspect he has a very good series. Uh, we got to be fair on this show. I've banged on him several times, not available, not consistent. I think he's been a top five player in the league in his last 20 games. Where Colin was right. Never a fan of Memphis. Thought they were deep but immature. Bit of a fraud. And I thought the Lakers would win in six or seven games. And they did. The bottom line is after John Morant and including John Morant sometimes, their offense goes a little dark. I think Jaw's explosive, a firework show, but I think they need another star. I'd be happier if Jaw was their number two. He's wildly entertaining, but their net rating goes up significant, uh, significantly when he's off the floor. But I, whereas I bought young Sacramento, I, I don't really buy young Memphis. I think they have a lot of moves to make to be a title contender. Where Colin was wrong. Milwaukee getting rolled shocked me. Uh, Giannis looked terrified at the free throw line. Listen, Shaq went through this, the hack-a-shack period, uh, and Eric Spolster is remarkable. I just didn't think Miami had enough buckets against Milwaukee's defense, and we kept saying we thought the Bucks were old and needed to reboot after the season. Who knew they needed to reboot during the first round? Where Colin was right. Uh, I said two months ago, Bryce Young's the number one pick. I don't care what the betting market's saying on C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. He's the most refined quarterback. I actually think Carolina can win the division. Smart moves, agile, accurate. I think he sees the field like Mahomes. It's just hard to explain. He sees both sidelines. I think he's a remarkable player. I also had Atlanta at eight getting Bijan Robinson. I know everybody bangs on running backs, but great is great. Bijan Robinson, as one GM told me, was the cleanest player in the draft. There's nothing not to like about him. I think he's Ladanian Tomlinson. I think he'll be a 1,500 yard back potentially as a rookie. And I think Atlanta said, you know what? We're going to see if Desmond Ritter can play. Let's get him a star. Where Colin was wrong. I would not have picked Anthony Richardson over Will Levis, and Will Levis concerned me. Anthony Richardson going forward to the Colts, man, he is raw. And I'm talking 53% completion percentage in college. That is beyond raw. I know Josh Allen did it, but he always feels like a bit of an outlier. The kid is a big, strong athlete. I can't wait to watch him play. I mean, they they say he's a was a significantly better athlete than Josh Allen or Cam Newton, so he's got the whole bag, but he struggles on the easy stuff. I mean, the swing passes he can struggle with, so I was wrong there. Where Colin was right. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens figured it out. I had said before, you say what you want about Lamar Jackson. He may be a bit unorthodox having his mom as an agent, but the last 10 starts, he won seven. He wins 70 to 75% of his starts. And in the AFC, you got to be special at quarterback. The kid's special. And he's one of the most dynamic players I've ever seen. He's a better passer than people give him credit for. That part is just unfair. He is fine. And they also, now they got him OBJ. 
They went out and got him another receiver. So Baltimore over the weekend, you come out on Monday and you're like, yeah, Baltimore's going to be really good. And the reason is they got Lamar back. Where Colin was wrong. Listen, uh, the, the, the Denver Nuggets are not a national brand. Their star is dull and efficient and physically limited. But God, do they look at, make it look easy against Phoenix. 43% on threes. Uh, they're just so efficient. Phoenix had twice as many turnovers. Now, we always know they're good at home because of the altitude. But God, even Gordon was shooting well. Uh, they just they, they make it look easy. They don't do anything um, to get in the way of wins. They just they don't turn it over a lot. They shoot it well. They move it well. Um, maybe I'm just wrong on Denver. Maybe I'm wrong. Where Colin was right. My mock draft had Will Levis going number four, but I had said before the draft I had two GMs and a head coach say they didn't like the gun show at the Combine. They didn't like the selfie in the bathroom. I think it turned people off. He's got a great arm and moves well. He's a first-round talent, but ended up in the second round. Now, I do think Tennessee could be great for him. A Southern kid gets to stay close to home. I think Mike Vrabel's a terrific coach. He'll have a good defense and a run game with Derrick Henry. Though I had him going number four in my mock draft, I had said the last six weeks to eight weeks before the draft, I thought he did himself no favors. I thought he came off as a little arrogant and lacking self-awareness, and I thought Anthony Richardson came off as humble and grateful. Where Colin was wrong. Why doesn't anybody like Max Duggan, the quarterback at TCU? I thought he would go like third, fourth, fifth round. Stetson Bennett? I like Max Duggan better than Stetson Bennett. Why doesn't anybody? I know he's a little small, but he's a winner. He's a competitor. He can move. He With TCU's talent, he got him to the playoffs. <laughs> Both J-Mac and I are beside ourselves on Stetson Bennett, who has no chance to be a starter. I think you're looking at a more talented version of Brock Purdy. But maybe I'm out of my mind. You and I both didn't get that one. Didn't get it. Way I, off on that. Yeah, I, I don't get it. What am I missing? Is it? Did he do poorly on the S2? Do no, we not know? He's not a big kid. But so? He, a lot of these guys that went aren't big kids. What's Stetson Bennett? He's shorter than I am. <laughs> now slow down. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. All right, Stacy King has been one of the great broadcasters. 17 years as a Bulls TV analyst, three rings, a decade in the NBA. We've been trying to get Stacy King on for a while and we get him in today. Stacy, thank you so much for uh for joining us. So listen, Steph and Michael are two different players. Michael's the best player probably I've ever seen. Michael was great defensively, great score, relentless clutch. I'm not comparing the two. But when I watched Steph turn Sacramento's building into a morgue, I saw Michael do that a lot in places like Portland and Seattle, where the building is like, you're wa- your fans are literally watching like historic performance. What do you make of Steph? You've seen him in countless games against your Bulls. What do you make of him as a star? Uh, he's a killer. You know, he doesn't do any self-promotion, doesn't beat on his chest, and I'm the number one guy. Uh, he just goes out there and handles his business. He knows what he means to his franchise. He knows what he means to his team. And, you know, he gave that text, you know, uh, after game six, after getting blown out at home and not playing well, uh, he put it on his shoulders. And that's what superstar players, that's what the elite players do that's what michael jordan's the kobe's you know lebron's you know they know when they didn't play well they know when it's on them you know a lot of people colin you know want to be the man but do you want to be the man when when the <laughs> chips are down right or do you want to be the man when everything's great 
You know, I always thought the secret sauce to the Bulls teams was toughness. Like, if they'd have turned the lights out in the arena and said, last team survives. I mean, it was Rodman, Michael. Uh, it was tough guys. Ron Harper guys. And I think the secret sauce to the Warriors is their intelligence. They're a way, when I watch them play, there's a lot of chess matches going on. Um, and I, I, by the way, all great teams are smart. All the Bulls players, the Pistons were the bad boys. How many GMs and coaches came out of that team? In, raw intelligence is underrated in this league. But when I watch the Warriors play, and I would have loved to have seen them play your Bulls because it would have been such an intellectual chess match between Kerr and Phil Jackson. But they don't, they don't play like your Bulls. Do you like watching this dynasty having played for one? Yeah, I, I like the way they play. I, I like the way they move the basketball. We know Steph and, and Clay are the number one and number two scorers on that team, but they don't really care who scores. I mean, they do a great job of passing. You got guys that understand their roles. They're not out there trying to, you know, I need more shots or I need to get more minutes. You look at a guy like Kevon Looney, yeah. who if it wasn't for him, they probably would not even advance because the way he did, you know, the way he dominated on the backboard looked like Dennis Rodman. I mean, 10 offensive rebounds against that Sacramento team. Uh, I just thought Golden State really – uh, impose their will after those first two games. I thought I thought they realized, like, listen, when you won the championship and you won as many championships as those that core group has, you know what it takes to get back to that level. And once you've tasted that success, that's the only thing you want to taste. It's like, you know, trying to say, I'm going to switch from eating steaks, you know, to just eating, you know, salads all the time. I'd rather have steaks. They want to have steaks. So, they know what it takes, Colin. That's the reason why they're in this position. Um, how do you... I think... I think the Warriors have a lot of advantages over the Lakers, although I think AD could have a really nice series. How do you see the matchup? You, you watched, actually, the, the, the Lakers played a couple of good games against the Bulls this year. Do you think the Lakers have a shot? What would they have to do? Yeah, the Lakers definitely have a shot. They're, they've been probably one of the hottest teams since the trade deadline. So, you know, give Rob Palenka a lot of credit for basically restructuring that team. They're two different teams. Um, I think LeBron, LeBron is going to do LeBron things. I think he's got to take advantage of, of mismatches. Uh, if Steph Curry gets switched off on him, not just rely on jump shots, take him into the paint, make Steph have to guard on any switches where there is an advantage the Laker way. Um, I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to come out and play hard. They're going to have to get out to shooters. If their their core group of guys, you know, AD's got to play well. LeBron's going to play well. But it's the others, as Jack always says, the others. You know, how will Austin Reeves in this moment play against Steph and and, and play against this Golden State Warrior team? These young kids, D'Lo, is he going to make shots? Because you're going to have to make shot for shot yep. against the Warriors. If you don't. It's going to be a long, long series. How shocked are you in the East that Miami didn't just beat Milwaukee? They rolled them. Now, we knew, we, we said all year on this show, Milwaukee's old. They got a reboot. They, they got some guys, Ingles, Crowder, they're old. But Miami rolled them. Then Miami goes into New York. There's no Tyler Hero. So, you know, three-pointers are going to be, you think, a bit of a premium. Jimmy Butler's limping in the end. They shoot 42%, and they win pretty comfortably. Are you shocked by Miami, or have you seen this so much from Spolstra and Riley culture through the years? Yeah, I, I was I was really surprised that they beat Milwaukee because I had Milwaukee and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think probably ninety five percent of the people did uh, the way, especially the way Milwaukee kind of rolled through. 
you know, everybody in the Eastern Conference. And they were the deepest team. I mean, they went out and got players, Ingles. They got Jay Crowder. You know, they went out and got some bigs just in case they ran into Embiid. Um, I think they overlooked Miami. I think, you know, with Giannis missing those two games, um, I thought it hurt him and took them out of momentum. And, and Jimmy, I always used to call Jimmy, Jimmy Jordan in Chicago. I gave the nickname Jimmy G Buckets in Chicago when he was a rookie <laughs> only playing it game he used to get mad at me because he'd always say stacy you give everybody nicknames how come you don't give me a nickname i said well jimmy only playing eight minutes so <laughs> you gotta do something so so give him some minutes colin he ends up going for like 20 in garbage time so i gave him the jimmy g buckets uh moniker but he he's been like jimmy he's been like jimmy jordan in the playoffs you look at his playoff record i mean he's a different jimmy in the playoffs compared to the regular season and i think when you look at him like, he really wants this. He wants to wield this team because Jimmy's about legacy. Jimmy knows that, you know, in order to be put up there in that upper echelon of, of players, great players in this league when he's done, it's going to be what did you do in the playoffs? And he's already been to a finals, and that was the bubble finals. Um, and he's got a chance now to really shock a lot of people. If he can take that Miami team who's missing a starter and hero and Oladipo who's playing well for them, those are two quality guys they, they've lost. And now he's got an ankle sprain. So will he pull the Willis Reed and come out in game two and go for 30? Okay, so we, we got into this argument today where we said, listen, the, the, from, from about 10 years ago for the rest of time, it's a shooter sport. And I love Magic Johnson. Um, I love him. But he was a 6'8 point guard, which seemed so historically unique. But now centers bring the ball up the floor. So that hasn't aged to the level. I think Steph will be viewed as the greatest shooter ever, forever. Whereas Magic bringing the ball up at 6'8, Magic wasn't a great defender. He was more of an assist guy and a leader guy. And the best point I ever saw. But the way the sport has evolved, like I, I just think Steph punishes you so quickly and so often, he's a nightmare to face. Now, if he played with a Jordan, he'd take some shots from Michael. But you saw a lot of Magic Johnson, and you've watched Steph. Is it fair and reasonable to say they're different players, but Steph's ability to literally have a nine-point swing in three trips down to the floor to just silence buildings? You tell me, Magic Steph, how do you see it all time? Steph definitely will go down as the greatest shooter in my mind. I mean, he, what he's done and, and what he's done for the position and showing people that you don't have to be six foot six, six foot seven to play in this league uh, has done a remarkable job. He's going to go down as one of the greatest shooters. But I will say this about the comparison between him and Magic. You got to remember, you know, Magic was LeBron before LeBron. You know, this is a guy, if Magic, you need Magic to go 40, he go for 40. Magic wasn't a player that was <clears throat> trying to get points for himself. He was trying to get his teammates. He was all about the winning. If you needed him to get 10, 10, and 10, he'd do that. If you need him to get 42, he'd get you 42. Six foot nine, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. I mean, you look at LeBron. Look how hard it is to match up with LeBron at six foot, you know, eight, six foot nine that can hand the ball and has guard skills. So you can only imagine what Magic would do in this league, especially with the way defenses is now. You know, during the 90s, you couldn't – this, you know, I mean, you, you flagrant fouls in today's game were ejections for a week. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, it's <laughs> – let's be real. I mean, you know, you couldn't touch you, – you, you can't touch guys in this league right now. So, you know, you put a, you put a Magic in here at six foot nine. Who, who's going to guard him, even at the point guard position? I mean, he'd have to – LeBron would have to take him almost every single time down the floor because the one thing Magic would do to Colin is if he had a matchup, he went right into the post and he threw up that sky hook and there wasn't nothing you could do about it. So 
depending on what Pat Riley or Westhead needed for Magic, he would give it to you. So I'm not I'm not going to put him above Magic, but I would put him. He's going to go down as one of the greatest shooters, and that's a hell of a compliment because there's been a lot of really good shooters. I know the game has changed, but there's been a lot of good shooters. I mean, look at Pistol Pete. I mean, what if there what if the three point line was you know around you know for him in the beginning? Yeah, like, don't tell him what he could do. Yeah. You know, so the game has changed. But I, I love Steph Curry. I'm a big fan of him. I love the way he plays. He doesn't go out there talking trash. He just goes out there and plays. And, you know, his teammates follow. The, the one guy that I, I saw a little incident with him and Poole uh, with the situation yeah. with Draymond Green in the, in the series. And Draymond was trying to talk to Poole. And Poole just kind of get off me. And then Steph came over there. And the one thing about Steph, Steph, you know, he demands respect. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, do, do a lot of talking. But he leads by example, and and that's what that's what a true leader does. And he went over there and, and he said something to Pool, and then Pool got back on board to what they were trying to do. Yeah, Pool wasn't bad yesterday. Stacy King, what a pleasure! Seventeen years, one of the Bulls' voices, and a ten-year run, a seventeen-year run as an analyst, ten-year run as a player in three rings. Stacy, hear you often. Continued success, man. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thanks for having me, bud. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.